So today on the Learning on the Trail podcast, I have Wes Laporte with us, and he is the Chief Administrative Officer, which you need to explain. What does a Chief Administrative Officer do, Wes? So a Chief Administrative Officer or a CAO, its primary responsibility is is following through on on the elected council's uh, direction and and policy highlights they have uh, asked you with. Some of the highlights there are, um, you know, taxation, municipal utility accounts, bylaws, policy. Uh, you oversee any hires that happen with the municipality. You know, a small municipality like uh, the village of Edgerton here, you wear a lot of hats. Again, your primary duties are administrative, but a lot of the function of, functions of a municipality are by default fall to the CAO if there's no one else. Um, so, Wes, I'm wondering what a day in the life of a CAO looks like? A typical day, I would say a third of my time is spent in the office on the computer. Um, Potentially an average and a third of the time is spent on meetings, which right now with the COVID situation, silver lining is that they're they're virtual and you don't have to travel. And then the other third would be dealing with people or being out on site, uh, reviewing, um, you know, some site plan for some development, speaking with your staff, speaking with members of the public, working with council. So one thing I typically will enjoy is, is, is the, the different um, realms that you're working in. Okay, so you gave us a big snapshot in uh, 30 seconds or less, and we will break that up. So today, for example, I want you to tell me that one amazing thing about your job that you had an opportunity to do today. Today? Yeah. Um, so right now, we have our monthly council meeting on Wednesday night. We send out our agenda package on the Friday before, and so I was talking to various councillors today. Well, kind of what what's in that package and, and, and kind of my recommendations and what I enjoy about that, what I find amazing is that I get to work with those elected councillors that are all volunteers. They take on a pretty heavy burden and they do that because they, they love their community. They're passionate about it. They want to see their community do well and, and uh, be sustainable, be viable and to grow. And really any opportunity to work with people, personalities or perspectives like that is uh, it's a good day in my book. So I got a lot of interaction with counselors today, and that was a good thing. Great. I see some parallels with our jobs. So you work with elected officials. Are yeah. you elected, Wes? No, I'm not. Uh, probably similar to you, Rayanne. So there's uh, every four years, there's a municipal elections in Alberta. We have one coming up in October this year. So uh, council is elected by the ratepayers and the citizens of our municipality, which would be Edgerton. Council then, uh, council has one employee, which would be myself, the CAO. And uh, it's kind of a pyramid after that. I have my employees, they work for the CAO. Um, so yeah, we're, we're working with elected officials who are coming in, maybe with different agendas, different perspectives, but they all bring their own viewpoint, their own priorities to the table. And it's up to the administrator to sort through those and, and, and follow through on, on the direction given. So it would be very similar to the structure of a school division because we have board members who are elected and they have one employee, which is myself. Yes. Yeah, no, very similar, man. Okay. Interesting. 
So I'm going to uh, change avenues here for a moment. And as CAO, what kind of education and experience do you have to be able to take on this role? So there's no set requirements. Uh, there's nothing legislated. Some having some experience working in local government is a definite asset. It's, gonna, it's a foot in the door. So it's, as far as training or continuing education, I myself just finished up a round of courses through the University of Alberta, which is where you can complete courses and achieve a designation as a certified local government manager. There's lots of training opportunities uh, through the province of Alberta uh, and through the various municipal associations. A great deal of what could be construed as training with this position is through on-the-job training rolling with the punches, consulting your peers, and just making decisions that are going to be good for your community. There's a great deal of camaraderie amongst local municipal administrators. As someone such as myself, young, relatively new to the position, I try to take advantage of that. I would say, you know, once you've got position or you're, or you're in local government, it's constant education. It's a constant learning environment. Um, there are always changes, always more you can do, always more you can provide to the ultimate boss, which is the taxpayer. Right. So I would think then when you say constant learning, again, a very similar job to myself, you must have the opportunity to attend conferences or sessions or meet with other municipalities to discuss how they're working through some things. Yeah. Obviously, elephant in the room is, is COVID right now. Yes. Virtual conference, this is not the same. So one thing we're really, really proud of around here is our Ice Villages group, which is Irma, Chauvin, and Edgerton. And Rayanne, we were lucky enough to have you attend the meeting. And so that's kind of the, different, the three different villages um, working together or bouncing ideas off what's worked for you, what hasn't. Um, you're always trying to Never be afraid to be a vulture and, and pick a good idea off someone else. Don't reinvent the wheel. And we have really great partners with the MD Wainwright and the town of Wainwright here too. Um, this is a very special corner of the world for these colleagues working together and, and collaborating, I guess would be the good word. Yep, absolutely. That is a great network, the um, Irma, Chauvin and Edgerton yeah. uh, group. Um, so how do we get students involved and interested in local municipal government? So an interested student ran, first thing I would say is attend a council meeting. Ah, so can anyone attend a council meeting? Yes. Oh, great. So that'd be the first thing you're, you're gonna kind of see how those decisions are came or are decided. You speak to your local administrator um, they should always be open to someone interested in becoming involved. I just had a conversation on Friday with a young young girl. I think she's about 19 in the community, and she's interested in local government. And uh, good talk with her. Um, applying for summer positions is, is always kind of a good job, a uh, good idea. You, you get behind the curtain a little bit. Yeah. Uh, we, we do have public works summer students, um, and they, they have their roles. This year, we did get funding from the federal government for an office summer student. So we start interviewing next week, and, and that's probably the best way to get interested, get involved. 
I would also suggest that an interested student observe what your local government is doing. Yes. You know, do they agree with the project or priority that the municipality is approaching? If they don't agree, why? If they do agree, why? Critically analyzing local government should be seen as a responsibility. It's, it's a hard fought right. That is great. Observe what they're doing. So do you have the opportunity then to speak with our students? Have we invited you into our schools to discuss what uh, the local, you know, decisions are right now? Well, pre-COVID, yes. Pre-COVID, yes. I myself haven't. Um, we did have several classes uh, from our local school come down to the office and, and uh, talk to the mayor and myself and kind of went through some things. A ritual of local government, as I'm sure with local schools, is you know, coffee time. Yeah. So we, we had hot chocolate for them too. So they kind of got to participate in that little ritual. Um, yeah. Any way that we can kind of increase our linkages and, and collaborative opportunities with our local school is, is an absolute council priority. It's honestly, it's number one on our strategic planning right now. Great. And I appreciate that when I do meet with uh, the ICE group, that is a question that I'm asked, like how do we engage our students um, and become involved? So this podcast is one way. We want our students to listen to know how they can be involved. Absolutely. So I want to I go back to your council meeting. Is it during the day? No. So students would have to, and I would assume right now during COVID, they're online then. So right now under current... Uh... Chief Medical Officer of Health guidelines, our council meets in person. Okay. We are able to space. Masking is required until they're at their desk space. Um, sanitization is uh, uh, pretty strict. Yes. Any delegations or members of the public, a virtual meeting link is provided yep. if, if they wish. And that's always available. Okay, so our students would have an opportunity to be at home and attend a council meeting and yes. see what it's all yeah. about. They would absolutely ran. One thing we've talked about, and this might be a sidebar, but yes, uh, some work experience students kind of getting involved with might be as simple as helping me prepare or, or learning how I prepare for a council meeting. You know, council is kind of like your board meetings. Yes. A lot of prep goes into it and try to button everything up. And there's always a curveball, but it's something we're kind of hoping to integrate. We're just waiting for the situation to stabilize around here. That is perfect. Yeah. And I think that's a great opportunity for our kids to know exactly what goes into those prep for those meetings, because yeah. we don't just sit down and say, okay, what's, what's on our minds tonight? Yeah, no, it's, you know, full well, it's a couple of late nights the night before. What type of tasks would they be able to anticipate? So a work experience student would be probably tasked with <laughs> some light administrative duties, um, sorting through some filing, updating some, some registrars we have, cemetery, uh, some of our tax accounts. One big thing we try to offer here is, is youth, some of our youth programming. Uh, historically, that's taken the place of water balloon fights um, scavenger hunts, dinosaur digs, that kind of stuff. They would also assist me with, with council prep. So council prep is going through financials, going through the package, uh, ensuring the agenda is all buttoned up. Everything that we were supposed to talk about is, is on there. Things along those lines. 
we'd really like another great opportunity for uh, you know local student to get involved and see what goes into that process. Yep, that would be a great thing for any student to be able to do. So how many summer student positions will you have available this summer? So we'll be hiring three. Great. So our students should be looking where to see this job posted. Summer student positions should be posted uh, in a local publication as well as on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and the website. We also do bulletin posts at post office, uh, grocery store, that kind of stuff. Wow. Do you have a media person that takes care of all your social media right now? That would be me. Wow. Gee, <laughs> other duties as assigned. Yeah. That's mostly that's the fun. That's a fun part. Yeah. I, I, again, our jobs are very similar. Really? Yeah, I do a little of that social media for <laughs> Buffalo Trail Public Schools myself. <laughs> kind of the fun things because I do like to see what our communities and our schools are up to as well. So could you highlight some projects and responsibilities that you've had over the years as a CAO that might intrigue somebody to be interested? Um. So some of the projects I would highlight would be some very successful and balanced budgets that we produce for the municipality. Uh, we've also had a lot of transition with staffing and that's my responsibility. And I'm proud to say that I feel we built a fantastic team for the village. Also highlight that we completed the Edgerton walking trails, which is approximately seven kilometers of paved, unpaved and uh, natural pathways. Uh, we have a storage lot that we offer out for rental rates. Um, we rolled out some extremely aggressive tax incentives for property owners uh, and businesses. We built a really good relationship with Edgerton Public School, which is something that we counsel priority, a very high priority. But it is very important for a CAO as the administrator to ensure that their community is sustainable. So a good budget and viable with good programs and we have an eye to the future. There are a lot of exciting things going on at Edgerton right now, and it is a very fantastic feeling to be a part of that and to be involved in that and to be pushing that positive upswing in your community. Absolutely. So because we're on a podcast, people aren't able to see my eyes get large with excitement when you're talking about all the amazing things that you're able to uh, spearhead and be a part of because when you're talking about your walking trails, uh, people are moving to where there's walking trails and outside areas. That's phenomenal right there for a community the size of Edgerton. Um, I know you had some ski trails and things that were groomed in the winter, which I thought was another amazing outdoor activity. I do believe there is an outdoor rink. Um, all of these things bring family and community members there. And then you talked about tax incentives. Can you tell me a little more about that? So right now, Rayanne, the village is offering fully serviced residential lots in our new North subdivision for $1 plus GST. Wow. Typically we would offer those lots from anywhere between 16 to $19,000. However, uh, this council and, and myself in full agreement, we want to be a little bit aggressive in, in um, bringing new families, bringing uh, you know, new development to our community. Again, 
don't be afraid to be a vulture right now. There's uh, some new developments of the base happening. There are some other changes um, with virtual workplaces. You don't need to be in Edmonton or Lloydminster or Calgary. You can live in Edgerton, enjoy the lower cost of living, higher quality of life. And we want to attract those kind of people as young families. Again, sidebar, great for our school to get yes. families. Uh, as far as the other tax incentive we have right now, it's a non-residential, so business or commercial. It's a three-year program. Um, a new business may apply and qualify for um, their first year of operation. The municipal portion of their tax bill would be waived. Year two and three, any tangible improvements they make to the business, so new siding, new shingles, new sign, is deducted from their bill. Existing businesses qualify for year two and three so the tangible improvement incentive so we're getting a lot of traction on it we're have yet to really really roll it out and advertise it oh, okay um, but it's, it's something that we uh, we're quite proud of here yeah uh just again for our students who are looking that um when we grow up and we're looking to buy our first property and to know that uh town such as Edgerton is offering these fully service lots for a dollar plus GST. That is absolutely amazing. And it's not a sidebar to say that that provides great opportunities for education for our future generation because Edgerton School is top notch. I'm extremely proud of it. Well, I'm just really glad to hear that, Rand. And, and again, I cannot reiterate enough the amount of direction I've gotten from council and, and my own personal opinion about how important our schools are to our community. Absolutely. So how do you end up as the CAO in Edgerton? So my mother has roots in the area. She had land here. Um, they were here. Mom went for a haircut in Edgerton and was told there was a position for uh, a summer economic development student. I was just finishing up my first year of university in Edmonton uh, for a history degree. I applied. Um, I was a summer student for three years. In 2017, the village received some grant funding for more economic development projects. I was hired on as a contractor. So it was just kind of a, a natural progression. Um, yeah. Came here in the summer, really liked it. And uh, the village was hiring for new CAO in January 2019. I applied and did what I could, and I blinked, and now here we are. That's so there's, a... there's many, many, many varied paths to to get to this position. There's no set prescribed blueprint. At the time, I was the youngest CAO in the province, and uh, I believe I'm the youngest to be hired for the position in Alberta ever. Oh. Other contestants. But it just shows the mentality of Edgerton and the council at the time that they wanted to take that leap. And, and I'm here for the long term. It's, it is a long term career. And I'm very, very pleased that it's worked out this way. Okay, well, that is a, that's a great story. Someone who has a history degree, you're, you're in the big city, and yep. that you end up in Edgerton. And it really goes to show that uh, you fell in love with the community. Yeah, absolutely. I did. Going to university in the city is fun. It's fun for a weekend or two. Um, but I 
the opportunities and the quality of life in, in smaller urban, like rural communities, like they're second to none. And everyone's kind of keying onto that now and thinking maybe yeah. I should go out there. Maybe I should yeah. go back home. It's, yeah, it's a fantastic way to live your life. Absolutely. And I liked what you talked about, you know, you're doing these fully serviced lots for a dollar in GST because people are moving with the ability to have remote connection to people's work. People are moving out into our rural areas and we really need to celebrate that. We do need to celebrate it. And with all things in life, there's going to be good and bad. Um, the COVID pandemic has been a terrible, terrible thing. Yeah one positive we can take away is that the traditional nature of the office space has changed and we can do more telecommuting so let's take advantage of that absolutely so i'm wondering if you know of any barriers that we would need to remove in our schools to be able to encourage our young people to pursue this direction i don't know if there's any barriers ran it's more what can what more can we do so i would say that maybe some more advocacy for, for local government as a long-term career yeah that comes from local government as much as it does from the schools many of your students would see local government as simply a summer job or maybe just a job it is a career it's something that requires some specialization some dedication and some commitment I wouldn't say, again, I wouldn't say that there are barriers, but we're always looking to how can we engage with our schools? How can we share our experiences with how local government works? And why is local government important? You can't overemphasize how important the schools are to the community. So as far as removing barriers, I don't, I don't know if there's a whole lot. It needs, it should be more conversations happening. Absolutely. And I hope that every Buffalo Trail Public School student in any of our communities, when they hear this, reaches out to their local government and finds out the opportunities, finds out more, because we need to start learning about these opportunities that are available right within our communities. They are. And again, pre-COVID ran, you know, previous mayor, previous administrator, they worked hard on uh, engaging with some of the younger classes here in Edgerton on here's an idea that we have at the village. What do you think of it? Or what kind of plants would you put here, put there? And just getting them involved and seeing that they can influence the decisions that are made. They are the movers and shakers. It's your local government is there to serve you. Absolutely. They are the movers and shakers. And there's no age on that. And as you have indicated, you know, you're the youngest CAO, but our students can make such an impact at such a young age of what happens within their community. More perspectives, more viewpoints, more ideas, more opinions. That is yeah. why we're here. Yep, absolutely. So do you have any words of wisdom for our students who might be interested in pursuing this for more than a summer job? for a career? I do, man. So personally, myself, never in a million years did I think I would be doing what I'm doing, that I would be a chief administrative officer. It's something that wasn't on my radar, but I am extremely proud of, of where I'm at in my professional life, and I'm really grateful for the opportunity that I've been given. I do 
firmly, firmly believe that working in local government was a rewarding career. It was great stability, um, the benefits, the long-term bonuses. So I would encourage all Buffalo Trail students to, to explore working for, with your local government, and looking at the prospect of maybe one day becoming a chief administrative officer. Absolutely. I think that uh, each one of our schools has a student council and they do some of those decision making right within their own building, but be, to be able to expand that. So if you do have schools that do have a council or a leadership group, I would think that's something that they should be interacting with their CAO or their mayor. And again, a little bit of sidebar, COVID notwithstanding, the Edgerton leadership group here, or the students, have been historically and currently absolutely fantastic about being involved in community, volunteering to do garbage pickup. They're always volunteering to work at the cemetery and our cleanups. Um, it's just like a really, really great thing to get them involved that way and get them caring about their community. Yeah. Well, thank you for that uh, piece of wisdom because I'm hoping then that now every leadership council within our schools is going to reach out as soon as they hear this because i do think there's so much potential of working together yeah. on different projects within their communities is there something that you brought to the table that i didn't ask you that we should ensure our students are aware with that i, I kind of want to go through some personal stories sure please do i would i would like to touch on three individuals who really of motivate me and push me into this position and and right if i think i'm doing a good job that's because of one of these three or all three yeah so the first is former mayor barb showquist of edgerton barb had an amazing tenure she was on council for 27 years she was mayor for 25 or 24 sorry so she really inspired me i was working as an intern while she was mayor um, and she's a constant reminder of why i think local government is really important and who you're serving and, and why you're doing that. Second person will be Alvin Gordon. He was my predecessor as, as a chief administrative officer in Edgerton. His approach to municipal administration and local government is, I think, invaluable and it's very succinct. Most important thing he said to look at is, is this good for Edgerton or is it bad? And then you can look at the other factors. The third person I, I would really like to highlight would be Wendy Bellick. Wendy is still on council as a councillor. She was a mayor when I was hired. When I was hired, she told me they knew council was taking a risk on a young, relatively untested CAO. Um, but I had their support and they wanted a long-term relationship, a career. Wendy said it was my ship to steer day to day, but the council would be there supporting and guiding me. To this day, I really appreciate uh, the, the individuals on council and um, the faith shown. It's, it's a little bit of a risk, but here we are. Well, with that, Wes, I thank you for joining our Buffalo Trail Public School Learning on the Trail podcast and sharing your passion and knowledge and experience with us. And I really so, look forward to our, our kids reaching out and finding more about this. Thank you, Rianne.